Hello and welcome to Father Luke's homilies. This homily was preached in the Catholic parish of Brandon and Mildenhall for the 13th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year B. I pray that this homily is of some use to you. God bless you. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When Jesus had crossed in the boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him, and he stayed by the lakeside. Then one of the synagogue officials came up, Jairus by name, and seeing him, fell at his feet, and pleaded with him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is desperately sick. Do come and lay your hands on her to make her better and save her life. Jesus went with him, and a large crowd followed him. They were all pressing round him. Now there was a woman who had suffered from a hemorrhage for twelve years. After long and painful treatment under various doctors, she had spent all she had without being any the better for it. In fact, she was getting worse. She had heard about Jesus, and she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his cloak. If I can touch even his clothes, she had told herself, I shall be well again. And the source of the bleeding dried up instantly, and she felt in herself that she was cured of her complaint. Immediately, aware that power had gone out from him, Jesus turned round in the crowd and said, You touched my clothes. His disciples said to him, You see how the crowd is pressing round you, and yet you say, who touched me? But he continued to look all around to see who had done it. Then the woman came forward, frightened and trembling, because she knew that what had happened to her, and she fell at his feet and told him the whole truth. My daughter, he said, your faith has restored you to health. Go in peace and be free from your complaint. While he was still speaking, some people arrived from the house of the synagogue official to say, Your daughter is dead. Why put the master to any further trouble? But Jesus had overheard this remark of theirs, and he said to the official, Do not be afraid. Only have faith. And he allowed no one to go with him, except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. So they came to the official's house, and Jesus noticed all the commotion with people weeping and wailing unrestrainedly. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and crying? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. So he turned them all out, and taking with him the child's father and mother and his own companions, he went into the place where the child lay. And taking the child by the hand, He said to her, Talitha kum, which means, little girl, I tell you to get up. The little girl got up at once and began to walk about, for she was twelve years old. At this they were overcome with astonishment, and he ordered them strictly not to let anyone know about it, and told them to give her something to eat. The Gospel of the Lord. Do not be afraid, only have faith. 
In last week's gospel, Jesus calmed the storm and rebuked the disciples for their lack of faith. In this week's gospel, we have two significant encounters with Jesus of people who have extraordinary faith. The faith of the synagogue official and the woman with the hemorrhage are both an inspiration and a challenge to us. A desperate father, father, eager for the welfare of his daughter, comes and begs for help. And equally a desperate woman, wary of medical interventions and failures, seeks out the healer of Galilee. They want someone to change their worlds from sickness to health, from death to life. They recognise in Jesus someone who has the power to change the world. They recognise in Jesus someone who has the power to change them. This perhaps is the first question that today's gospel asks of us. Do we recognise in Jesus someone who has the power to change our world? Do we have faith in Jesus? Do we hope in Jesus? Jesus responds to these requests. No questions asked. It is God's will that everyone should be saved and that all should be well. All the weariness that the woman had endured was brought to an end. Her suffering is over. Her relationships restored. Her story is an inspiration for all who struggle over time with personal sorrow sorrow to, to seek the Lord of life, to go to him, run to him, and pray to be well. If I can touch just the hem of his garment, she says, I shall be made well. When Jesus turns to help the desperate father, he is met with the news of death. The death of a little girl is the death of hope. To the grief-stricken father, he gives the words of life. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Only have faith. What Jesus does then transforms a world of darkness into glorious light. Little girl, I tell you, get up. Get up. He says the same to us. Get up. Have faith. The people at the bedside overcome with astonishment. Jesus has restored this girl to life. Yes, but something more is happening here. Jesus is showing us something of his own identity. He is the Lord of life. He is also showing us something of the mystery of the world to come. That death is not the end. There is something greater, something stronger than death. And it's here in the person of this preacher of Galilee. When Jesus was nailed to the cross, people taunted him with the comment, he saved others, but he could not save himself. When death came to Jesus, he was not saved from its torment, but he was saved from its power. For God raised him on high and gave him the name, the Lord of life. Let us be confident then and approach the Lord of life with hope, with trust, with faith. In the midst of the crowd, like that woman of long ago, 
Let us humbly ask to be free of our afflictions. When the death of a loved one comes to us, when the pandemic threatens to overwhelm us, when we do not know what to do, let us not be afraid. Look to the Lord of life and have faith. And like the crowd that welcomed Jesus to the shore, let us set ourselves to listen to the Lord and follow him. When darkness threatens to engulf us, when life crowds us in with all its pressures, there is still room for us to creep up behind Jesus. If that's all we feel we can do and reach out and touch him with a mixture of fear and faith. That mixture of fear and faith, which characterizes so much of our reality as Christian disciples. Do not be afraid. Only have faith. Fear is a reality of life. Fear is a reality of our pandemic-ridden age. But as Christians, as people who have encountered the Lord of life, we are invited and we are challenged time and time again not to be afraid, but to meet fear head-on with faith. God is in charge of this world and Jesus is the Lord of our lives if we allow him to be. So let us not be held back by fear. As Christians, we are called to be bold, to step out in faith and not to stay hidden away, locked up from the world. We don't have to have it all together to come to Jesus. Sometimes I think people can think that they need to have um, this and this and this sorted and this and this and this thing put right. Or I need to be this kind of person until I can pray properly or until I can do what God asks of me or until I can really be a person who has faith. No, faith is the act of us stretching out in hope towards the one who has loved us first. Jesus comes to us. Jesus came to the house of the official. Jesus comes to our house. Do we have the courage to stretch out our hand to greet him? Faith is the channel through which Jesus' power can work. He's not a magician doing conjuring tricks by some secret power for an amazed audience. He is God's only son, the one through whom the living God is remaking this world. And faith, however much fear and trembling may accompany it, is the first sign of that remaking, the first sign of that renewal and new life. That is breaking through. Do not be afraid. Only have faith. Amen. Thank you for listening to my homily podcast. For more information about the Catholic Parish at Brandon and Mildenhall, please go to our website, which is stthomas-stjohnparish.com. That's stthomas-stjohnparish.com. 
If you want to read more articles and stories and theological reflections, please check out my blog at fatherlukegoymore.com. That's fatherlukegoymore.com. Feel free also to follow me on Twitter at FatherLukeG and Instagram at FatherLukeGoymore. Stay safe and God bless you.